This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. history is in climbing mountains and maybe that is an actual mountain or maybe it's like generations of oppression maybe it's generations of abuse but but my mama tried and she's been climbing her own mountains for a really long time welcome to range i'm amy westervelt this month, we're featuring a mini-series from the North Face called She Moves Mountains. That was Brown Girls Climb founder Bethany Lebowitz you heard from in the intro. Bethany started Brown Girls Climb as a hashtag on Instagram a few years ago. Today, it's a nonprofit that inspires and helps thousands of women of color to get out on some rocks. This mini-series podcast was taped over the course of a week in June as the North Face presented its speaker series in D.C., Austin, and San Francisco. It includes a mix of outtakes from the events, behind-the-scenes interviews conducted along the way, and some footage from the annual North Face Athlete Summit. In each episode, we're profiling a different woman who's pushing boundaries in some way and inspiring other women. In addition to Bethany, we're profiling rock climber Emily Harrington, ski mountaineer Hilary Nelson, photographer Laurel Golio, and Alyssa Ravazio, founder and CEO of HipCamp. Check them all out. They're all really interesting. Now on to Bethany's story. Bethany Lebowitz was the first in her family to go to college, and when she entered into the professional realm as a researcher with the National Institutes of Health in DC, she found the transition tough. She had discovered climbing a few years earlier in Ecuador, shortly after getting out of a relationship, honed her skills in Austin, Texas when she returned to the States, and so in DC, she started looking around for people to go climbing with. So I started the Instagram mm-hmm. and used the hashtag just for my pictures. Yeah. Um, with the hopes that I could kind of interview or meet some people in the DC area that identified with it. But then, yeah, all these other women that I didn't know of, like women in Colombia, women in California and New York and Colorado um, started using it. And I was just like so excited to see other women that were climbing and at different levels. I mean, some people were were just, um, you know, getting on the top rope for the first time. And some people were, um, finishing a sport out um, or doing trad or alpine. And so it was really great to, to see all these different women that I hadn't ever been exposed to, you know, throughout my six years of climbing, um, being at different gyms or being at different festivals, like really not seeing people that look like me. That wasn't like discouraging to me, but it was really, really encouraging to see it. Um, so it wasn't discouraging not to see it, but way more encouraging to see it. So. Yeah. In addition to wanting community herself, 
Bethany wanted other women of color to feel the empowerment she'd felt when she first got on a rock in Ecuador. I started climbing uh, when I was 24. Um, my my first like real exposure was in Ecuador and Peru when I was traveling. I was I was living down there and and traveling by myself. Um, and and that whole experience was really empowering for me to to be able to um, kind of navigate space by myself. Uh, and then getting on a rock <laughs> alone and not knowing anybody else, like you really start to feel connected to your body and. Um, that moment of power was really exciting for me. Um, uh, I started climbing at South Austin Rock Gym when I got back from um, South America, and that was like really my my place uh, to that I learned how to climb. Um, I went in and talked to them and asked them like, "What can I do by myself?" Because I wasn't with somebody; I'd just gotten out of a relationship, so. Um, kind of nervous about that and they introduced me to bouldering and that was like so great and I haven't stopped since. She says in addition to sharing more stories and images of women of color in the outdoor space, she wants these women to feel like they belong, to know that they have adventure and endurance in their blood. Something that we get a lot is like, oh wow, brown girls climb, like, whoa, <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised too. <laughs> um, but there's, that's like, that's something that I like, I think I'd like to talk about more is that there, there actually, there's a lot of women who've been climbing um, before me and before all of uh, the women that follow Brown Girls Climb and post to that and meet up with us. Um, Chelsea Griffey is one of them, Sophia Dannenberg, Emily Taylor, there's, the list is long and it goes on and many of these like summits are in countries that are third world countries, communities of color, South American, uh, Asia, India, and there are, are women in communities that have been supporting uh, mountaineering and climbing for a long time. And this is something I'm really encouraged about is that actually like my history is in climbing mountains and maybe that is an actual mountain or maybe it's like generations of oppression, maybe it's generations of abuse, but, but my mama tried and she's been climbing her own mountains for a really long time. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I want the women that meet up with us and their daughters to know that this is who we are, you know? Like, sometimes you don't have the resources to go to a climbing gym or to go on a trip, but, you know, you surviving every day and claiming your space and using your voice and feeling confident in your skin is, is the same thing. And um, to, to get excited about that and to be proud to do that and for the people that are around uh, those women to continue to encourage them, dads and fathers and partners, because um, that's that's a hard thing to do, and especially depending on where you come from, it can be really challenging. So, yeah. Bethany is working to introduce members of her own family to more outdoor spaces too, and has a really great story about her mom's last visit to Colorado, where Bethany lives now. My mom was visiting this past week, and. Um, she hasn't really been to the mountains because she grew up in Chicago. Like. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
Chicago and then she moved out to rural Texas, um, like very rural, super flat, um, floods a lot, that flat. Um, but we moved up there recently, so she came and visited me with her um, sister and I wanted to show them El Dorado Canyon because it's I hadn't ever seen anything like that um, before uh, my husband took me out there and I just, it kind of blew my mind. Um, and so I wanted to share that with them and like have them hike around and see, you know, see what we climbed to. Mm -hmm. um, and it was great. And my mom, uh, <laughs> my mom loves her iPhone and her iPad because she doesn't really use the internet. She doesn't know how to use a keyboard, <laughs> uh, but she knows how to use that. And it's really big and orange, so she can't lose it. Um, <laughs> but she's, we're walking around and she's got her big iPad and just, um, just video recording everything and what I've noticed with my mom is that like when she comes back from these vacations that I've you know that or these little adventures or whatever that we do together like she doesn't just leave that video stored in that phone she's like replaying it for herself and she's sharing it with like the niños in our neighborhood and and her neighbors and friends um, that she, just to share that what that looks like yeah. um, and kind of share the experience. So not really as like a source of bragging or anything, but just to like get excited um, that there's more out there, I think. And yeah. so I'm really encouraged by that. Broadening what can count as outdoor or athleticism is also really important to Bethany. She points to her uncle riding his bike every day or her cousin climbing trees in the backyard as examples of things that are outdoor activities too, and points out that the vast majority of people aren't able to go on expeditions or join a climbing gym and go every day. And that's one thing that I like, I really want to like push on is like to, to be on a glacier with an ice pick that requires a certain amount of power and privilege. And, and it's okay that you have that. Um, but it's there. It's for sure there. You have the time, you have the resources, you have the social network to get there, right. the education and training. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that is a form of adventure, but like going out and doing something that you've never done before with people or a community that you're not familiar with or you don't know anything about, or maybe a language, whether that's like a climbing lingua or literally English. Right. Um, that's like, that is an adventure. That's a really hard and challenging thing to do. And I mean, oftentimes, sometimes I think as the more I climb, like the less adventurous it almost is because I'm so used to it. Where that first time trying it, I mean, that was probably like the most adventurous that I was. Mm -hmm. I was willing to do something that I totally was, you know, ignorant about and unfamiliar with. Um, but then it's also like, it could be as simple as going to your park in your neighborhood or taking a walk or taking your kids to Barton Springs or yeah. something that, something local and something um, that may be challenging in its own way. Maybe it's mobility, maybe it's access to um, transportation. There may be other challenges there, but it's still adventurous. And I think that's, mm -hmm. and it's still exploring your world, you know, and, and engaging with your environment. So yeah. I think that like, that idea, isn't shared or like highlighted enough. Given the current political climate, Bethany says it's more important than ever for people of color to find community. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been, I, I love climbing alone, I still do, but I think especially right now in 
our society when there's a lot of, of stressful things happening and a lot of things that are, are really hard for a lot of communities of color uh, in particular, um, we don't take those things, it's not like we forget about them when we walk into a gym or when we go into a crag, like those things are a part of us because those issues are affecting our families, they're affecting our friends, um, they're affecting our neighbors, uh, maybe they're affecting us specifically. So um, it's really important for me to recognize that, that these issues are across the board uh, important for climbers and in our community. So that's why we started organizing. And I think a lot of people have benefited, like just to know that there's other people that understand them, that they, we understand that uh, things are going on and we love climbing and that's part, maybe we're trying to escape and get a little uh, of a moment to ourselves, um, but also to connect with other people um, like us. So community for us is so essential. So we try to, to bring awareness to that and to, to create a space where people feel encouraged and excited and, and safe, like just logistically safe, because a black climber going outside is very different than a white climber going outside, especially if you're in the South. There are challenges and um, we want to make sure we open up that fold and say, hey, we're, we're your crew. We can go out. It's going to be fine. Uh, and we'll show you the way. We know the beta. So yeah, that's what <laughs> we do. It's also a time when people in general, and especially women of color, need all the self-care they can get. And for Bethany, that means prioritizing getting outside and moving. I have to prioritize myself, uh, my health, like mentally and physically. I think I can't bring anything to my community or others or any relationship I have if I don't take care of myself. Um, that well, ebb and flow, as you know, with like what yeah. your responsibilities are, but I do try to do that. Um, it's important for me to get outside as much as I can. Um, but that changes. I think for Brown Girls Climb, what I really try to do is I've tried to distribute um, Brown Girls Climb to the women that want to be a part of it and want to lead it. Like that's to me really important. I don't want this to be a singular um, kind of identity. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of women that help with Brongos Climb and that are leading independently and um, can speak on behalf of Brongos Climb because they've chosen to take this space and right. I want it to be like that. So that yeah. helps me too because it's not, it, the burden's not on one person. We're all collectively moving this forward um, as a community. So, mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, with like work and, and school, um, for me, I just try to keep in mind, like, everything that I try to do. I know that I'm, I'm really blessed to be in the spot. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just try to keep perspective on that. Like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And sometimes I do take off more than I, I take up more than I probably should. But yeah. um, I want to serve my community, whether that's climbing or the kids in my neighborhood or my neighbors. I want to do that. And... Right now, I know that I need more skills to do that, and I have to go to school, but I also have Broncos time. So um, trying to find a schedule that I can um, continue to feed myself so that I can feed others. That's like, it's a hard balance, but mm -hmm. kind of rotating things. <laughs> Having a big planner helps. That's probably a good lesson for most people. That's it for this episode of She Moves Mountains, a limited series podcast about women who do amazing things and inspire all of us to new heights. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
She Moves Mountains is a Verb Cabin production in association with Critical Frequency. This miniseries podcast was produced by me, Amy Westervelt, and executive produced by Mike Rogie, Katie Clifford, Landon Bassett, Kevin Hogan, and Jake Moe. Art direction is by Blake Kimmel. The North Face Speaker Series Tour Manager is Chris Sylvia. North Face Speaker Series event coordinator is Brandon Freeze with Outlier Productions. For more information on this production or on any other episodes of Range, please contact me at howdy at rangepodcast.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.